0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Sushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 15, Organizational Structure of Urban Local Bodies. And we are discussing the post-independence era, first phase, 1947 to 1985. The advent of independence opened a new chapter in the show show economic reforms embodied in the directive principles of the state policy mentioned in the part fourth of the Constitution, which resulted in a federal system of public administration, adult suffrage, and the acceptance of the objective of a welfare state to secure to all the citizen, social, economic, political equality and opportunity. With the end of the British rule, there was self-government at all the levels, central, state and local. With the establishment of the democratic setup, the basic emphasis of the government changed from the maintenance of law and order to the promotion of welfare of the community. With the full-fledged democracy in the country, after independence, local government institutions attained remarkable status and importance. Post-independence era has witnessed development in the field of local government. Amended legislations were passed in all the states in order to democratize the constitution for widening the functions and powers to raise finances of local bodies with the coming of the constitution into force in 1950 the local government entered into a new phase the constitution allotted the local government to the state list of functions since independence much important legislation for the reshaping the local government were passed in many states the constitution of local bodies was democratized by the introduction of adult suffrage and the abolition of the communal representation the urban-local self-government institutions in the country which owe their genesis to Lord Ripon's Resolution of 1882 where for the first time in an organized system of urban-local bodies was constituted. By providing urban infrastructure they are required to act as instruments of economic activity and engines of economic development they are in fact required to promote a sound tradition of democratic way of life at the grassroots to bring about social development and to initiate and enhance economic development of strategic planning and administration The multidimensional decline in urban local government highlighted the importance and urgency of reform in the system. As a result, post-independence era has witnessed numerous impressive attempts for reform at the level of urban government. Now we are going to discuss second phase 1985 to 1992 in this phase the problems of urban areas as well as the structure and composition of the municipal bodies their functions and duties and their resources were the subject of discussion and debate on various forms as a consequence of this and the complexities as arisen of the growing urban population For the first time, the National Commission on Urbanization was set up in 1985. Commission gave detailed recommendations about the measures required for strengthening and management and administration of urban local government institutions in the country. The need for according an independent status to the urban local bodies in India had also been considered. Based on the recommendations of the commission, the then Prime Minister organized and addressed a number of Nagarpalika Samne, where officials and non-officials were invited to discuss the subject thoroughly. As a result, three issues emerged they were how to make the administration closer to the people how to make the people participate in the administration and how to make the administration accountable to the people these issues became fulcrum of the indian public administration first time in the independent india keeping in view the growing importance of urban local bodies the Union government introduced Sabha, the Constitution Amendment Bill in nineteen eighty nine, six constitution amendment bill sixty-five, which could not pass and lapsed due dissolution of Lok Sabha. Another bill seventy second was introduced by the succeeding Janta Party government and met the same fate. Again, another Bill 73rd was introduced in 1991 and was passed in 1992. It was ratified by the majority of states and after the presidential assent came into force with effect from April 24, 1993 as the constitution Seventy-fourth Amendment Act, 1992 now the third phase 1992 onward the 74th amendment of the Constitution is a landmark in the history of urban local government in the country the act provides for a constitutional status to urban local government institutions it contains two types of provisions Mandatory as well as discretionary. Mandatory provisions were those which were compulsory to be adopted throughout the country. Such provisions included the uniform structuring, definite terms, stability, reservation of seats for different segments of society, constituting the wards committees district planning and metropolitan planning committees finance commissions and election commission the local government being the state subject the discretionary provisions were left to the states to enact according to their needs and local situations the act facilities The democratic decentralization and stability to urban local government units is aimed to accomplish the objective of being administration closer to the people. The representation of the weaker and the other vulnerable groups of the society ensures people's participation in administration by way of managing their own affairs. The permanency of the tenure of urban government destined that accountability of administration to the people. The administrative decentralization is practiced by setting up a ward committee in large towns. The Constitution of Finance Commission every five years not only takes care of the finances of these bodies but also widens the path of autonomy to this grassroots level government in the country. Interestingly, this is the first time that a planning body has been given a constitutional status by way of providing the formation of district planning committee in every district. This new dispensation will have a fair, far-reaching impact on the decentralized planning and will certainly give a flip to the institution building efforts for shouldering the responsibility for plan formulation which is an important prerequisite for macro level planning. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.